We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Oh, let's get to it. Brendan Franklin has a transfer portal ruined college football. I think it's made it, it sucks for high school players. I think it gives this the portal is perfect and aligns perfectly with playoff expansion because it now gives. It's almost like the NBA, right? Like half the league makes the playoffs. Over half the league makes the playoffs. Like you have teams with 39 wins that make the playoffs in the NBA, right? Which is crazy. And it the transfer portal gives hope to teams one through 50 in Division One that they have a shot if they can hit in the portal. They have a shot to go into the last few weekends with a chance to make it into the college football playoffs with 12 teams being added or eight more teams being added. So, yeah, it's changed college football. I don't think people would tell you it's hurt college football because it aligns with expansion and it builds upon the excitement that expansion is going to bring for a lot of different college football programs that have never had that excitement going into the last couple of weekends. It's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy next year. And honestly, this year, the way things have gone, really would have been the perfect year for the first year of expansion. Like, just look at the way things have played out. This would have been the perfect year for a 12-team playoff. It really would have been. It really would have been. So, that's a great question. And it makes me think about something that I want to show you guys and play for you guys. Let me see if I can pull it up. And while I'm getting that ready, you know, let's get to some more of the questions because, you know, Matt Rule, I don't know how many of you saw it today, but Matt Rule, you know, said something. And it was like, when he said it, I was like, hey, man, it is what it is, my brother. Like, I, I, you want empathy from me? 
game is the game, right? That's a famous quote from, the, you know, when uh, Marlo went to see Avon to try and get the connect. The game is the game. Marlo said, you know, that's what Marlo said. Avon said, always. The game is the game. Uh, let's see. Jay Grizz. How confident are you that the uh, we end this season with a W? Based upon the matchups, Notre Dame matches up well with LSU, in my opinion. Uh, the, the legs of Jalen Dan. Uh, Jalen Daniels will be Jay Daniels. I'm sorry, not Jay. Jaden Daniels will be. That's the X factor in that game, right? But the legs of Kayla Williams were the X factor against USC. So, you know, Notre Dame had the game plan. Okay, force him to his left, right? So we know if he's running left, he can't throw as well going to his left. And then, you know, we swarm him and get him to the ground. That's the same challenge if they face LSU. You know, get him to the ground. Be aggressive. Don't give his wide receivers a bunch of time and come after him. Because that run game, the LSU run game, is not anything to really worry about. So if they can stop Jaden Daniels from, you know, he's a great player. So he's going to make some plays. But. We'll see. I feel comfortable. So, yeah, I feel confident that they'll win the bowl game based upon the teams I've seen forecasted thus far. Troll Sniper, do you think anyone or any more wide receivers enter the portal? Mm, from what I've gathered, you know, talking to people, um, I, don't, I don't think so. That's a possibility. It's a possibility because some some guys that were stucky guys that that feel a certain way. So I guess it's a chance that they could decide to leave. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Berkshire, I don't know what your question was. If you can put it back in, there's left right there. You got him settled. I told everybody I said he had to get him settled. Man, had to make sure they had something to eat. Yeah, you know, you know how that goes, man. The babies wait for no man. <laughs> so left, I just kind of went. I moved on from Chancey Stuckey, and uh, went down the path of uh, Zeke Carell, Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather. Uh, Nana Asafa Menza, Aiden K, uh, all of them hopping into the transfer portal. Uh, you know, whether or not they would be missed, you know, why they left. And, um, you know, Jordan Faison is Chris Tyree, if you just look at it. Same. Right? And then Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores are slot guys. So Essentially, you got three slot guys, no number one receiver. Yeah, so um because who is even the number one between those three, you know? We still don't have a number one. Uh Nathan Milton. This is a good question. Thank you. Sean, was Coach Marcus Freeman slow to act? And is this was something too granular to be on, or was it too granular to be on his radar? Um I will say this. There were certain things that occurred when things first kind of hit the fan, if that's the correct phrase to use, that kind of masked the situation. I'll leave it at that. But as time went on, I think, you know, certain things took place. You know, the intel that uh, Brian Driscoll put up on the IB message board was this decision was not something that happened recently. This decision had kind of been. I mean, it's, it should have been judged based off of just how the season been going. Yeah, it, it had kind of been made, like around the bye week. Like any kind of uh, so um, I think when he really understood everything because he give he empowers his coaches to coach. He empowers his coaches to have the conversations. That's why he says we have conversations about where our players stand within the program throughout the throughout the year because he has empowered his coaches to have those conversations. 
And um, when you do that, you know, certain things that happen can uh, can slip through the cracks. But, yo, it's his coach under his watch and his hire. Nobody's going to sit up here and say that was Tommy Reese's hire, even though we know that to be the case. Nobody's going to sit up here and say that. It's his hire. He hired him. His coach. Ultimately, his responsibility. That's right. Great question. Uh, Josh Buffo, the motivational business banker. Thank you for your question. Once again, if you have questions, GTB, get to the bag. Um, what recruit out there are we going to flip? In my opinion, elite programs can come in and flip elite players. We got anyone out there at all? Yes or no? It's cool unless you can say names. Thank you, SP. I just haven't seen us be a team where we're getting recruits that want to just abruptly leave, like an AJ Mitchell situation. I don't think we hey. have the NIL for that. Like AD Mitchell when he went to uh, Texas? Yeah. Right, like a, a good yeah. player that's starting, like Jermaine Burton, he wouldn't be like, let me go from Alabama to Notre Dame. Yeah. 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 Patrick Duffy, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Coach Freeman set the narrative. Get out today. Love Freeman. Kelly won eight games each of his first two years. Freeman has got this. He's learning. He's changing, getting stronger. No matter who leaves, he is on the rise. I couldn't agree with you more, Patrick Duffy. I mean, he's kind of just adapting to just everything that's hitting him constantly. I mean, he's constantly got to deal with the fact that things are happening around him and undermining some of the stuff he probably has been wanting to implement because that's important to fitting into the, the culture he's building you know yeah and things it sucks when things are going in two different directions you push him right they push him left yeah it is uh man look and this was my you know, when I did the show with Brian Driscoll yesterday, this was my pushback on everybody that just wanted to lay everything offensively at the feet of Jared Parker. It's like, yo, hey, it's a lot of stuff going on that people just not privy to, man. A lot of stuff is not as simple as, oh, he's a bad play caller. His game plan sucks. Like, huh? And without saying certain things, we kept saying, like, dude, it's a lot of dysfunction, especially on that side of the ball. Definitely a lot of it's, dysfunction. Because as far as the coaching staff on the defense side of the ball, they're locked in. There's continuity. That's right. You see, and, you and you can see the, the you year see one the year two. Yes. Year one to year two progression. You don't see uh, a freshman come out of nowhere and just be the impact player, linebacker, or anything like yeah. that. You see – Guys that are seniors hold on to positions and be better the next year and be good mm -hmm. for them. So it is something to, to witness how different of a way they're both ran, and you see how it doesn't complement the way it's happening either. I agree. I agree, man. And it's really not a, uh, as disappointing as it is. It's really not a doom and gloom situation. 
Because it's like, okay, you see an issue, take care of it. You know? And you know, you hey, that's life, right? You reap what you sow. So, you know, we lose Tobias because of how things were handled. It's tough. No one wants to see that. But it, but it, it's it's okay. Because if we it's important to rectify this because you still have three youngsters that are going to be sophomores, and you have three youngsters coming up, four youngsters that are going to be sophomores, which is KK. That's was right. Red shirt. KK was red shirted. Jordan, that's five. Jordan Faison is a sophomore. And then you have three more coming in. So you have eight youngsters that are dependent on this next wide receiver coach to get them ready. So, and that's right. And that's why we was like, you know, who do we really want back and who we ask politely to, to graduate? And I think guys leaving helps the equation in the long run. And it's cool to see it's it, it balancing the scales. Like you said, yeah. we got y'all, a lot of young talent, especially quarterback, that if they can get on the field early enough together by year two, three, or even the first year, you can do some things. Yeah. So, um, Adam Shipley says, what does this do to the wide receiver room numbers? It's still well, pretty transfer, healthy. Well, transfer portal, you want to, I mean, in, in regular, go you going in the spring, you probably get, what, 12, 10, 10 or 12? Mm. Like I just said, you got three freshmen coming in, you got five sophomores. If they all stay, uh, you still have Deion Cozy. You still have JT. So that's 10. I don't know how many you want in the room. I mean, you you could take a transfer, I guess. Yeah. And get to 11 if you want. It's one of those things, I think, if anything, if we're continually to add a veteran, it needs to be a, a really good player. You need to grab us one of them receivers that don't fit in the room that that, that that move at a different pace of speed or something to be the rabbit in the room because, yeah. you know, in a, in a room that's talent but unproven, nobody knows how to push each other. Yeah. So it would be nice to see a lead dog come in. I mean, we got a receiver tight end last year type of player that didn't even make the field. So, I mean, um, that happens sometimes. And Caleb Smith. Yeah. So – you have any initial thoughts on the reports that Riley Leonard entered the portal left and supposedly a lot of people are crystal balling him to Notre Dame? I mean, it would just be another repeat episode. Uh, I don't think Riley Leonard is providing anything that, you know, is going to put us over the hump. And I think he's a little more injury prone than probably what we've would want, um, and, I, and I think it's going to mess up the QB potential cycle that you can create by seeing what you have on the roster already. You only know development by the guy that gets on the field and sees if he got better. We are on a quarterback transfer cycle, which is unhealthy because it's like taking these one-off diets that 
are super extreme. It's like at some point you got to get back regular. And for us, we're not being regular in the sense of development happens by having a span of time you're watching a guy grow. If we can't get a guy that we got in the stable on the field with the confidence and the supreme uh, belief that he's the number one guy and we're not just trying to replace him every year, then we can only tell what development looks like from a year one to two. And Ian is a good example of that. He got multiple years to be able to to see if he got better and, and maybe he stayed consistently the same, you know, consistently average. So I think that it would be interesting because it's like, what are you signing him to do? That's the other question. Mm. Sam Hartman, we knew the role. It was three games. It's, it's your world in front of you. You have every opportunity to change your own life. I mean, after before the Ohio State game, he was in the Heisman race. So for him, we it was clear understood because which was good because now we knew how to judge him. That's why I'm so harsh on Sam because I'm judging him not off of how cool and good looking he is, but because we knew what the contract stood for. Did you do the job or not? And it wasn't just to be good. That's why I'm like, I'm with you when this whole be good thing is is being accepted. Because how can it? We mm-hmm. signed him to be good. We signed him to win three games that could put us over the hump. Period. That's it. Jack Combs was to, in my opinion, was to bring along Tyler that at some point in the season, Tyler will overtake the reins and start. Tyler didn't get a chance to really see that through, which I think messed his timing up at Notre Dame when it came to years. Yeah. So now what's the goal with Riley Leonard? The season is as open and as dunkable with who you have on the roster if you are worth a damn at developing anybody. If you truly got a guy you recruit that you like to play actually on the field at Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. this is the year to play him. This roster, this this schedule ain't beastie where we desperately needed a veteran or a guy that's ready to go right now. This is season where we can take a damn near average guy to start and watch him blossom, and then we'll can we can see. All right, we we need to look at our own coaching now. We can't take this dude and, and let him develop him as an average guy to beat regular teams. then what are we doing? Because now we're just looking for a higher gun that has no chemistry and connection with the team, which I feel like we saw this year. We had no connection with this team this year. Well, he didn't. I mean, anytime on the sideline, what was he doing? Just standing there, posing. You didn't see him run up to the line often and hype up his receivers. He'd just be sitting there, standing. So this is an opportunity in the year, especially with a guy like CJ Carr coming in to see Angeli and, and Minchie rock out a nice uh, battle and, and go about it the same way, decide in the spring and and, and, and hit the ground rolling. Mm-hmm. The only way I would use a transfer is just a guy that I'm just trying to give an opportunity to. You know, I'm just trying to hire a gun to just, you know, run my scout team. I'm not hiring a starter that's looking to go to the league and level up off of us again. 
it ain't even a quarterback in the transfer portal that's worth giving all these resources to, thinking they're going to carry us to some championship. He's not even a quarterback talented enough in the portal to do that. So that's how I feel about Ryan. It's like we're only gifting another guy that's in the middle of the road. Remember, this is Duke he went to. This is Duke he went to. He didn't go to no damn, uh, you know, Bama or no, you know, Texas or no credible type Mm -hmm. of place. He went to Duke, a basketball school. So say what you want. Duke is right next to Wake Forest. So you, 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 if anything, you moving laterally, not vertically. And, and left, I can't say this any more than I've already said it. Steve Angeli can tell you better than Riley Leonard or any other quarterback what it feels like to be a quarterback at Notre Dame. He has not yet experienced what it's like to be the starting quarterback in Notre Dame. But Riley Leonard, this is not Duke. This is not Duke. And that's not to say that Riley Leonard hasn't played in big games. He's played in big games according to Duke's football history. He has not played in big games according to Notre Dame history. That's totally different. That's right. This is, this is, we're not asking to go into, into the, into Cam, uh, Cameron Indoor and, and have some massive performances on the basketball court. That's totally different. Now, if this was a transfer that Shrewsbury was getting. Oh, hell yeah. Duke, we, oh, I'm oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he understands. He, he's getting, we're, we're winning in this deal. Yeah. We're not winning on this deal. Not from we're, not, a, we're not. If this is a negotiation or a trade, we are taking the lesser every time. Jack yeah. Cohn, a backup at Wisconsin, behind Graham Mertz, a backup. That's a. We lost that trade. We end up winning. I'm sorry. We won that trade. Because maybe Wisconsin, like, damn, we didn't let this man, you know, go. But Jack Cohn. I mean, at least Sam Hartman had the resume to fool you. But Jack Cohn was a winner. That's true. Jack Cohn had won Big Ten, a Big Ten championship. That's right. Like that. Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn played in some moments. Now I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know if there are winners out there that have yet to get in the portal that might. But look, I, I want a winner. Cause see, I said this, left. I, bro. And fifty starts don't make you a winner. Let's put it like that. No, win games. Win games. You're not going to put up 30 points every game. If you go into a game against Texas A&M and you win 21-17, we won. I don't give a darn what the score is. We won. That's right. That's right. If if we had beaten Ohio State 14-10, to 10, I would not have cared. Yeah. I would have been like, we won the game. That's it. Win the games and worry about scoring more points as we go. As you clear up mistakes and improve, just find a way to win the game. That's right. That's it. Find a way to win these games. 
shoot, that's all Florida State is trying to find a way to win the game. Florida State ain't thinking about scoring 40, 50 points against Louisville. Hey, man, we don't have our quarterback. Win this game. We, man, win the game. Yeah, Florida State's all about winning. You don't hear nothing about no Keon Coleman and they electric all. It's like, look, they just trying to slug it out and, and win these last couple. Which also shows the mark of a good team because they're willing to find a way to win when everybody knows that their secret of winning is out the window in terms of winning the big game, like beating a, a potential Georgia, Michigan. I don't think they can do that without that guy. However, I do think that they can be able to push through as a good team to still hold themselves afloat to try to deserve a chance in the playoffs because they, they win the games that they have to win and they find a way to do it as opposed to teams that we believe are good yeah, like us and we can't find a way to win when it matters. I saw Brian was a uh, Brian. Is it Kern? I'm sorry. Is it Kine? Brian Kine. Thanks for tapping in. He said Malik Murphy if he enters the the portal. He's not a. He hasn't proved to win anything though. Like you just said, Sean. We need guys. And that's that, a that's a two year commitment. Like wherever a, he goes, yeah, definitely a two year commitment. Also because he does have talent. I mean, he held off Archie Manning, and if you can hold off politics, that means you got some talent. Yeah. If you can hold off politics, because Quinn Ewers did it, and he got the talent, though. But the, the backup can do it, too. They are they like, all right, nah, you know. We, we, can't just, we can't just woo this one over your head, you know. It ain't nothing you can do. So I do think that uh, I, I would look less for talent and talented potential guys that don't win yet because we got talented guys on the roster that haven't won yet. Yeah. At least we recruited them. Yeah. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Talk left. I'm, I'm talking to a – talk left. I'm talking to somebody right quick. Oh, that's right. That's right. So getting back to the matter of 
What's it going to take for us to get over the hump? It starts in that quarterback room. Gino Gadulli's got to start earning his worth and, and prove that the guys that he's been, you know, cultivating in the background, because I'm sure how much do you really talk to Sam during the season and even before with the short time you got. So I'm expecting big things from Angeli and Kenny Minchie based on Gino Gadulli taking a bigger role this year. He needs to prove his worth, and I think he's got it in him at least from what he's been able to cultivate in terms of recruiting. So there's a lot of potential for us to really pop on the scene if we allow ourselves to not feel like we need something outside of what we have. Because right now the talent portal is nothing but a bunch of talented guys that are quasi good, but need a chance to be in a place to win. We're beyond that. We don't gave guy chances uh, to win and have the luxury goal road. They just haven't been able to step over the hump because they are just projects. We need a bona fide to look within. You know, they always say, how do you elevate in life and get better? We have to look within. There's never something on the outside. Uh, Scott, you said, Sean, you're the bomb dude. Can we please stop repeating how he seemed like the dude, dude you can suck at your job and be a saint? No, uh, the Scott, Scott, the reason I say that is because I think people have a tendency to put the two together, right? And I think that's why, according to the chat, it's this thing out there, you know, being talked about as far as like, you know, the, the narrative being out there. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to figure out what the narrative is because I've yet to see anything reported that is a fabrication. I haven't seen anything that's a fabrication now maybe people tyler tyler you are a fool man i see you i see what you said you a fool you kind of accurate though but you a fool for that comment uh yeah man you know you have to clarify you know we've had enough experience in this game now where you know our comments getting take that Dude, we had a guy hit us up in leftovers after the show last week telling us we need to check ourselves because we are being disrespectful to Audrey Estime and Sam Hart. And I said, what are you talking about? Like, you guys felt like we're giving reasons why he should have been left off Well, he was left off the list. I said, yeah, we were trying to think like the Dope Walker people. Like, we didn't say that's how we felt. We said this is what they might have been thinking. And then on top yeah, of that, I mean, I mean, I mean, first of all, Sam Hartman, like, not because we left them off. Look, you know I mean? as, as Notre Dame fans, I'm sorry. You Notre Dame fans should feel disrespected about what you got out of the quarterback position this year. Yeah. There's no way we could disrespect him. Notre Dame, the fan base should feel disrespected. That's right. That's why I was like, all this talk about he was good. We can bring him here to be good. No, that home we gave was him good. Three games. Ian Book was good. That was not the buzz. That was not the feeling by the fan base when he committed to Notre Dame. So that's my keep the same energy. Like, don't back up now. Like, oh, he's good. No, that's that's not why he was brought here. And he wasn't good 
in the big games, which was right. the main reason he was brought here. Because guess what, everybody? We have good quarterbacks. We judge Steve very harshly, obviously, because we're basing it off of big wins, which are hard to do for any quarterback. But Steve Angeli is very capable to be good at Notre Dame. If you have the chance to make it in Notre Dame, because of what we always they have a constant of, you'll have a chance of being good. The pro Ian was good. The problem is, is that when you are just good, that's not good enough at Notre Dame, and you will be exposed. You will be exposed. Because guess what? Even a season like this, we're looking at it like, man, we had a bad season. But guess what? Sam Hartman ain't used to winning and having a bad season at nine wins, eight win bad season. He ain't used to that. So he's probably saying, I did, I did my damn thing. I did my damn thing. Mm-hmm. Our expectations are probably different than his expectations. We had him on three-game basis. He could have said, I just want to get some good film at a good place, play good enough, get my nice retirement fund next year. So I'm tired of giving guys early retirement funds, mm -hmm. Charlie Weiss-type contracts for minimum service. We don't need a minimum service from a Riley Leonard because all we're doing is helping him. Until we have a situation where the guy is helping us, where we're like, oh, shoot, we done stole one. We done got one. For real, he going to take for real gonna take it to the next level. Until we get that, we're just helping people because we're a consistently good program. And most times, people we're getting people from programs that aren't consistently good. So until we find a guy that's bona fide and recognized, like a Jaden Daniels, who's been producing at a high rate for BK. Now you got two first round receivers now, you, you know, you guys, mm -hmm. you know, you got some, <laughs> you got some stuff down there, but I'm just saying that's a good transfer. Why? Cause Jaden Daniels was a three year winner. He was winning games, playing good, good transfer. So I just believe for us, the Audrey Estimate thing is interesting. Mm. Because it's like, you know what you're looking at. Even the Stanford game, you was like, damn, we uh, we, we won. Oh, Audrey got 200? What was the moment in that game? Audrey's a good running back, going to be in the league. Like I, My comparison is Tony Jones. Tony Jones had the most successful running back career of the last five or six running backs we've had go to the draft or go to the NFL. Consistent. He's a consistent starter. That'll go a long way. But if you're talking about winning awards, winning awards isn't always about being the most consistent. Sometimes winning an award, you're hot that year. That's why the Heisman got a different winner every year. You got moments that stood out amongst everybody else. Michael Penny's got moments. Yeah. That's a guy you was like, okay, that's 
You don't have to question. You only question Aldrich because you're like, well, damn, let me go check the stats. That what makes you believe it. But if you didn't check no stats and you just hear Aldrich, you're not thinking, oh, that's automatic dope. You'd be like, wait, I like him a lot. Let me see what he got. Oh, yeah, of course. He's no-brainer. The numbers say it right here. He's, he's the man. So I love Aldrich. I think he's a perfect opportunity for him to graduate. I think the running backs we got, it would be a, a change of speed in a good way. But it would also be more dynamic. I think because Aldrich is the type of back he is, it slowed down momentum mm -hmm. from the passing game. Two yards here, three yards here, you bust down for seven. Then you throw a little short pass, then you go back to heavy set, run with. That's that's just a naturally slow way of doing things on offense. And as a receiver, you just look in there, and then you looking at your one-on-one -on -one matchup, and you just know we just run it on the inside. Because it's three tight ends at one time. It's two tight ends. It's a fullback. You know, tight, a tight end taking a quarterback snap. You're getting sick of it. And now you're telling me to run a perfect route and, and catch the ball or be or mm -hmm. he gonna look deep. So we, if that's the case, we need to start getting receivers like Wisconsin did with Nick Toon and Jared Abadares. Just big, lanky, tall dudes, team players three-star guys that we end up being something bigger because they taking advantage of one-on-ones. Get three-star receivers for now on. Because it's always the three stars that we don't expect, a Jordan Faison, that we end up playing anyway. Hell, Chris Fink went from a walk-on to a captain damn near. So I think the strategy, if you're going for an offense like this year, we should have had a bunch of three stars because then the expectation wouldn't be where's the production from guys we're doing all this, wasting all this time trying to build in the, in the draft room and not find a way to unlock their potential. Maybe we not five-star ready. Maybe we got to take some three-star guys that work hard like a Jordan Faison because that seemed to work as a receiver on our offense because we don't know how to take care of them stallions. You know what I'm saying? We got that – the the baby, this baby stable, but we can't, we, we ain't got the room for with them stallions where we just got the room for them to roam around our, our, our little park too little. You know, them, them, them stallions in them open range. We, we, we got a fence. We can only go so far before we start raining them back. You know, we got like a yard. We ain't got no, no field. We need a field for these stallions. So until we able to provide that, of course, Tobias should leave. Because we probably not going to get nobody no yards like that next year either. Based on the Jared Parker strategy of things, you know, we're going to be very, you know, similar. Yet, yeah, hopefully, we do a little bit more, but it's not going to come from the outside. Let's tell you that. Mm -hmm. He's a tight ends guy. So, if anything, it's going to be more slots, more running, more tight ends. So, Tobias in a lot of cases, didn't make the right fit. That's how he has to look at himself in the mirror and be like, I should have known. Look at EQ. Look at Miles Boykins. Look at Chase Claypool. Look at all them both, all them guys. You didn't hear about them until they got to the league. Is that the fate I want to get under 65 receptions a year? 
to have to show out on pro day and run a ridiculous speed because ain't nobody ever seen me run this fast because I've always been the ball has been thrown behind me or I never got the chance on a solid level. Like, just think of how dynamic the offense was with Will Fuller, just one player. At that point in time in the, in the of the Notre Dame era, we was a deep threat team. I would just imagine what would you be saying, Sean, if you had the Lucky Lefty podcast when it was 14, 15, 16. When we actually had the, the the talent on the outside, when we was bombing teams, one play touchdowns when we needed it, and we could run the ball. Will Fuller changed that. Just one player. So until we find that speed on the outside where we can, where we're trusting it to call call it in the game and go to it as much as we can, you know, you're just losing that dynamic part of what needs to have what you need to have on the team in order to win big games. And that's what it's about, winning big games. We can win some games doing what we're doing. Winning big games, we need that dynamic down the field outside threat. Lucky, lucky podcast. Thank you, guys. I, man, all of a sudden, I got three texts. I had to respond to them. And, uh, yo, it's a lot to be excited about. I do think Notre Dame is going to get um, – Two to three guys. I don't know if they can really get the same amount of numbers they got in the portal last year because they have to cut. I think there will be. I do think there will be more transfers over the next couple of days. Um, we've seen a lot on the offense side of the ball. I still think there are some to come on the defensive side of the ball. You know, nothing that I don't think there will be anything that's earth shattering, you know, but. You know, unless those numbers via transfers come down a little bit more, I think maybe three, four transfers come in via the portal. Um, and then National Signing Day, you know. Yeah, a lot of signing periods. I wonder how Marcus Freeman's strategy, like, his recruiting takes place. Is he going to do as much flying around and all this stuff that he did last year? I think. It probably should be more a concerted effort on specific uh, things that we need to fix. All right, let's see. Is there anything else we need to cover? We covered the transfers, why they left. Uh, hopefully, they land in some really good situations. They left because I, I don't, you know, I don't, I can see Tobias. See, this is the crazy thing. I can definitely see some Tobias going to Washington. 100%. Close to home, Jamarcus Shepard, who should have been his wide receiver coach from the jump. Uh, Chris Tyree, I was thinking maybe somewhere close to the VA, where he's from. I can see it. Maybe maybe Penn State. Because Drew, Drew Aller would be, will have one season under his belt. Maybe Penn State. For him, or I can see Chris Tyree with Mike Lockley at Maryland. I can see that because Mike Lockley is a really good offensive coach. Um, schools like that. Maybe he would talk to Florida State because they are losing two big time receivers. And Rodemaker 
yeah you know isn't travis scott but he he's okay and zeke Carell, i think zeke Carell ends up going somewhere dude zeke Carell is going to be a really good pickup for somebody who do you court. who do you think who do you think has got the best chance of going somewhere successfully tobias tobias yeah. Because I think people recognize Tobias. Tobias has the most upside. Yeah, he does. He has the most upside. He definitely does. He has the most upside. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Zeke Carell is going to be a great find. For uh, I think he's going to a good program too. Where is he end up going? I think wherever Zeke Carell goes, I think it's going to be a, a top twenty-five program, and that's going to be a that's going to be a solid veteran. But yeah, somebody's offensive line. He, yeah, he's going to be well, well advanced and naturally a good transfer. Mm -hmm. Due to just his expectation of where he was at, it's like he's not a bad player now. Yeah, yeah. But from what Notre Dame is just so consistent around the board, his consistency just isn't like everybody else's at Notre Dame. But compared to another school, oh man, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, yo. Yeah, man, that's it. Yeah. So we, uh, like I said, I was going to give out as much information as I could and with the permission I had. Um, Yo, we are here not to spew narratives, but to give you, you know, as much as we can of the truth and facts. You know, unfortunately, we gave breadcrumbs that were leading up to this throughout the summer and into the fall. And uh, even with the things that have taken place, uh, crucial, two crucial hires await Marcus Freeman. Two. Very important. Two crucial hires. Instant. And, uh, yo, as we said, hire guys that have your best interest at heart and make the decision. Make sure the decision is yours. Like, seek advice, but make sure the decision is yours. That's, that's it, man. That's it. That's it. Anybody else out there? Whoever, I don't know who it was, whoever's talking about narratives. Honestly, there is no narrative concerning the Chancey Stuckey uh, situation. He did not commit a crime. He did not physically abuse a kid. He did not abuse anyone. He, was, he did not get the job done, and he handled certain situations incorrectly. That's that. That's that. Some people could interpret certain things because they're close to the situation on the player side. So certain people on that side can could possibly interpret it as mental. Uh, I don't like using the word abuse, but you know, messing with the mental stability of young men. But um, oh. Seem to play favoritisms, you know, and fail to be able to 
get players to buy into his coaching or receive what he was trying to say. That's it. That's enough. That's enough for him to go. That's it. So it's really nothing to protect. I haven't seen anyone within the Notre Dame media report anything that it has not been substantiated. Uh, they have to hire a strength and conditioning coach. Man, how? Come on, ND fans. Like y'all, y'all should know. You you should know that Notre Dame needs a strength and conditioning coach. Matt Bayless has been going for a while now. <laughs> Come on, I stick up. I tell, I tell, I tell people all the time. Like, yo, Notre Dame fans are the most knowledgeable fans. That's why I said that. Like, come on. We gotta know. We gotta know. That's that that might be more important. Strength and conditioning might be more important than wide receiver, honest. Yeah. Uh, what'd you say, Left? I'm sorry before we get to get ready to go. The Fran Brown hire at Syracuse. What'd you think of it? Yo, that's a very good hire. Very sneaky good hire. Yeah. Very sneaky good hire. Absolutely, absolutely. Is he? I, I'm assuming he's staying through the SEC championship and the the playoffs. Yeah, he should. I think. Yeah, he's trying to miss out on that ring. <laughs> he already has two. <laughs> I need I need three, and I'm cool. Right, right. I'll hey, start over. Him walking up in that press conference with the three rings, like this. What I do. This, this what is I what do. I do. I think he definitely expands the uh, recruiting range immediately. Immediately for them. Before we get out of here, let's check out Matt Rule talking today. That a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So. Um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six, six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So, is that frustrating? The way where we're at now, with the dollars involved. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not, no, no, you, you know. I would not let people be able to buy people off another roster. It's still simple. Like you think about, you recruit somebody and you develop them for two years, and then someone comes in and takes them, and then that coach gets fired. You know, it's like, well, he actually did a pretty good job. So. Mm. No, 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 no. You had it, and then you lost. Left. That sounds like a coach that's realized, man. These 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 Nebraska dudes ain't gonna give me no money. Y'all. Now they'll show up. They'll show up to the game. They'll show up strong every game. <laughs> they gonna be like they, money. They real. They reeled me in. Like yeah, we're gonna support you. We're gonna support you one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like nah. Yeah, you got Dion calling about needing some money. This it's it's getting real real serious out here. Hey man. Money hey. better start coming from somewhere. But then it goes back to it's supply and demand. Supply and demand. You only gonna have a couple teams if that's the case. 
So we'll start seeing more dynasties happen like George. George can go do this for who knows how long. Yeah. As long as that money going in, ain't no scandals popping off yet. They can they got they on the roll. At this point, they don't what they, all they have to do is just be like, look at what we did. Look at what we do. Like, bro, if that's look, if that's the going rate, that's the going rate. That's the going rate. Like, what's the complaint? And other thing, other companies, you work on down there in Chicago, good old Chicago. What they say, the big five. After your two years, what happened? Other teams start poaching. Other companies start poaching. This is tech. This is yeah, finance. Boy. Yes, sir. This is you gonna get poached if Microsoft, you worry at Microsoft, guess who's gonna hit you up eventually? Google. Yeah. Yeah. And what you gonna say no? You gonna say no to Google? They don't give a damn. They'll call you right. Hey, I like what you're doing over there. Come take this money over here. It happens in every sector. We got this check. When this this money come around, it's it's fair game. Everybody in the game. Yeah. And if anything, if you was a good recruiter, you negotiate. Hey, recruit better. You, you you lower the price. You if you recruit good, you lower the price. How about that? I don't even know if it's that simple, bro. That's recruit better. I mean, Matt Rule, my brother. Hey, man. At least it's you got team. you got you got a big time tight end coming into your recruiting class. You know what? And plus, he has a little bit of buyer's remorse from the quarterback transfer portal last year, bro. Yeah, that's 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 something else as well. He thought he was getting something in the portal, and yo, ended up being spoiled. Real bad. Yeah, it hurts, and I think that uh, we're gonna hurt if we take this experience in the transfer portal again with a quarterback. We're gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should get it started. Get a dude that's a camp on. Get a camp on. What's the dude with a scholarship that's not impacting the season? How about that? Make our team better, but not impacting the season at that position. Put out what we got. Let Gino see if he's worth his money. Mm-hmm. If we cutting coaches like that, I'm, I'm wanting to be continuous. If we doing stuff like that, let's go ahead and keep it going. Hey, Left. So we're going to close out with this. Mike Elko's the new coach of Texas A&M. Notre Dame starts the season off next year down at College Station. And uh, we said, you know, even with Elko taking a job, we feel a little bit better about that game. And if you don't believe us, ABC's Mike Leslie, who's a Texas A&M alum, he breaks it down for us. He tells the truth about Texas A&M, his own Aggies left. Check this out. And this is my extra point. Mike Elko is the new head coach at Texas A&M, introduced Monday in College Station, a man I actually covered when I was in college, and he was the defensive coordinator at my alma mater, Hofstra University, now a decade and a half later is the man in charge at Kyle Field. I'm excited for Elko. I think he's genuinely a very good hire for A&M, and I think he's the type of grounded, substantive hire that A&M needed after years of more flash than anything else. But Elko, in his press conference on Monday, said something that just doesn't compute for me. He talked about how A&M is going to fulfill their potential as the premier football program in the country. And he said that the best version of Texas A&M wins national championships. And I just want to ask, 
based on what? Texas A&M, their fans, their boosters, Aggies believe their program should be among the elite in college football. Why? They won 11 games in 2012. Johnny Manziel won the Heisman. It was a banner year for the program. Prior to that, you have to go back to 1998 to find another double-digit win season. Texas A&M has two double-digit win seasons since I was eight years old. The Kansas Jayhawks have stumbled their way into just as many. I'm happy for Elko, and I hope for his sake he has success in College Station. I think he has a real chance. But the idea that A&M should be a premier program in the country, it takes more than money to build that. The Aggies are proof. Maybe Mike Elko is finally the missing link. Yeah. Don't listen to us. He graduated. That's a graduate of Texas A&M telling you, hey, man. I'm not excited. This, no. They're not, no, he we're said, not an elite he program. Said why? <laughs> he said, why? Hey, we feel like we should, because we got money. Yes. Oh, we money got all this money. When money you think is possible, you know, and, and, and just like Notre Dame, don't let them win. Don't let us win one time. Because you're not going to hit, he's not going to hit the end of it. Mm-mm. So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a team, it's a rich kid that got a bunch of money, don't know what to do with it. Can't look cool in the gym. They wear all the newest stuff. Can't get picked on the team. By all the mics and don't know how to rock them. Don't know how to. <laughs> I mean, buying the J's. Every color, which way. Can't, can't, can't function. Can't look good in them. Can't match in them. It'd be like that. So, Mike Elko, congratulations, man. Got a really good job. The bank is big. But we seen the bank get spent on and the team be average okay. at that very same place. Same spot. So so it ain't it ain't about spending money over there. We already done seen it crash mm-hmm. and burn quick. Mm-hmm. Quick. Mm-hmm. So even the biggest bag. Hey, they didn't they didn't win when Elko was there. Yeah. When he was the DC, they didn't win big. Hey. And by the way, Texas AM, here comes Oklahoma and Texas. Don't forget that. <laughs> lucky, lucky pop. Hey, Mike Leslie is my favorite, bro. I told you. When I saw that clip, I was like, oh, I got to play this. Oh, I have to play this. Like, this dude, this, dude, right. this, is, this is friendly fire. This dude is shooting at his own program. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Go Petty Train today. We'll be back. I think tomorrow, another show, because Love Works in the morning. So we'll be on around 5.30 tomorrow and then back at 11 on Friday, man. Have a great evening. Make sure you spend it there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.